Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley, associate producer Armani Buckets. Big news. Out of the National Basketball Association yesterday, we knew it was going to come down. LeBron James, one game suspension. First time in his 19-year career he will be suspended and not just for some random game. His one game at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, he will not be playing. And 20-year-old young Isaiah Stewart, who really, for a moment, lost his mind there, gets a two-game suspension. Okay, first of all, we have to get into... Or were you surprised? I think LeBron James did deserve a one-game suspension. At the end of the day, whether he meant to do it or not, he hit Stewart in the face. I mean, it, it looked like a, a closed fist punch. If you look at the super close replay, I think he just swatted him. I think he got a fingernail. I think that's where the scratch happened. LeBron James knows what he's doing. When he flails his arms like that, his intention was to hit Stewart. I don't think his intention was to punch him. I don't think his intention was to draw blood. I think when he saw what he had done, he was very he was apologetic. Stewart, however, his reaction, the, the league could not have given LeBron one game and Stewart more than um, two games. But really, truly, Stewart deserved more than two games. I mean, his response in, in terms of pretending like he was okay with it, calmly walking off, and then storming back at LeBron James, not once, not twice. To be honest, there was a third time that did not come to fruition because he wanted to come the back way. He wanted to race into his locker room, come out the backside, and then, I mean, he wanted to... Now, to what extent he would have done something, I don't know. But his response deserved more than a two-game suspension. But... Let's open up the floor. Now, Armani, wait, we did not talk to you yesterday. You've seen the play. You've seen every replay, slow motion, close up. Okay, first of all, the play. You've, you've played this game. You both have played this game. Clearly, LeBron James knows what he's doing. That free throw is already in the basket. I think he's frustrated that this 20-year-old kid is trying to get physical with them. So he wants to kind of like, you know, push him off. I think he went a little uh, too far there. His fist met his face. <laughs> Can't have that happen. Your thoughts on the entire play? Well, the thing is, LeBron, <laughs> this whole season has been so funny because you had a moment there. This is not about the fight, but he, he would walk off the bench and go talk to Kevin Hart in the middle of a, <laughs> of a game in the second quarter. He's been kind of doing this thing where it's like he kind of just lives by his own rules this year. Let's yeah. put it that way. And Isaiah Stewart wasn't having it, obviously. The thing is that the the biggest discrepancy I have with the whole incident is that people were saying that Stewart wasn't about that life. Like he didn't want to if he would have if he wanted to do something, he would have done it right away. But he I think he was just like 
stunned and he was expecting an apology. And then when he didn't get the apology <laughs> yeah. was when he lost his mind. I think so right? too. And so, um, but this, the, the whole, the funniest part of the whole thing to me was the video that surfaced, I think it was the next day with Carmelo and Corey Joseph. If you saw that, did you see that? No. Carmelo, um, basically he was in like the Lakers bench being the patrolman that he yeah. is. And then all of a sudden he sees Corey Joseph. Carmelo was talking to a security guard, I believe. And yeah. basically Corey Joseph wanders over to the Lakers bench and he wasn't even trying to cause any problems. And Carmelo goes, the heck are you doing over here? But it was just such a Carmelo way to say it. Like yeah. it was like, I, I gotta he was that, being yeah. the, the policeman of the team and it was just hilarious. But LeBron won game for sure. It's just that the NBA couldn't give it to him after the Knicks game. Like, I'm well, that not- was the problem. I hear. I I think they, if if it would have been a dream scenario if the Knicks game was yesterday yeah. and they could have said we're still reviewing the tape. I mean, the, listen, the league knows that night what they're gonna do. They are. They are hurt. Like they, this yeah. is not a suspension they wanted to give. Again, LeBron's only suspension. When you talk about being in, in the league nineteen years, only the second time he's been kicked out of a game. I mean, that that's pretty amazing when you consider just things happen in life, right? This is not the game that they wanted to suspend him. Knicks, Lakers, his only game at the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. I mean, can you imagine? And again, if you can afford courtside tickets, I don't feel too bad for you. But like if you went all in because this was going to be like LeBron James and Westbrook and the Lakers and like LeBron's not even going to be there. uh, They were hurt by the timing of this. If this game was last night, they would have dragged their feet and said, listen, there's a lot of angles here. We're reviewing the film. We can't, you know, maybe tonight you'll, you know, as soon as the game is over, we'll, we'll do something. The most fascinating thing, and we do have to touch on more with the fight, is that these two teams are playing again on Sunday. One week from that fight, generally speaking, when the Lakers and Pistons meet, they you know they, they may play in November, then they play again like in you know in two months from now. One week, the league does have to get these two together. I thought it was hilarious that someone said, um, I think Sham said, LeBron was trying to get, if LeBron wants to get the phone number of Isaiah Stewart, he can get the phone number of Isaiah Stewart. If he wants to get the phone number of whoever he wants in the world, he can get that number. So the idea that LeBron was quote unquote trying to get his number, he's got his number. The league really does have to sit these two guys together and to whatever extent say, hey, listen, we can't have you cheap shotting LeBron. Because Isaiah Stewart's in a very precarious position right now. I mean, he's 20 years old. He cannot let that play and his reaction define his career. Again, 20 years old. Which right now it, it does. Oh, what, 100%. Career, yeah. And by the way, he's going to have to do something spectacular in his career for this not to be like the, yeah. you know, Stewart comma who, you know, lost his mind, you know, going after James. I mean, he did this against LeBron James, right? He didn't, like, if you could have picked any other player in the league, like even KD, you did this against LeBron James. You caused LeBron James to have the only suspension of his entire career. Again, this guy's going to play 20 plus years. I think this will be the only suspension he gets. And it was a surreal scene. Again, what made it surreal was I don't think I've ever seen a player do the whole, I'm good, I'm good, I'm walking <laughs> off on my own, race back plow through I mean this was WWE type stuff I mean yeah. plowing through people and then he did it again and then again the third time was when he kind of like 
looked at the locker room and he said, well, I think there's another pathway. I mean, he, to your point, I think he expected an apology or something. When he didn't get that and was pulled away, then it kind of clicked like, screw this. I mean, I'm coming after him. Um, Okay, so like, let's talk about the play. Like, Clearly, LeBron wanted to, to do something. I don't think he wanted to punch the kid. I don't think he wanted to draw blood. I think once he realized that like, he dropped him, it's like, oh, shoot. Like, I, that's not what I, 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 I... Clearly, like, I meant to do something, but not that. Yeah, I think that it was the whole, the whole veteran, you know, versus young player thing where I honestly believe no malicious intent, although no. it was... You know, borderline. Not a dirty player, a dirty play, which yeah. is fine. Listen, you have a 20-year career. Like, you, you're going to have plays like that, unfortunately. Correct. And I also think that he probably thought that it would end right after he did it. I think he didn't think that it would. he would be caught. I think that yeah. it was something where it was like he didn't mean to actually draw blood. I don't think that that was the intent at all. Like we said, dirty play, not dirty player. Yeah. But I think that he thought that once I do this action – there's going to be no consequence. Like it's just going to happen. He Isaiah Stewart's going to learn to like not mess with me. Exactly. And then it's going to be over. Yeah. But little did he know, um, and probably you know the Pistons are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Isaiah Stewart's been kind of this kind of like he will not back down. No, that no, that was no. Yeah. his reputation coming into the league. That's why the Pistons fans love him. They nickname him Beef Stew. They they love the kid. Yeah. Um. So this is not out of character for him to to not back down from a challenge. With that being said, you know, this is not probably not the last time we see this Laker team get involved in something of this of this maybe not of this magnitude, but when you have guys that are vets that they're they're not they're not going to shy away from doing this to younger players, I think throughout the course yeah. of the season. And we talked about this. I think the younger players like you go to the Thunder and the way that they've played against them, they enjoy that. Yeah. Like they like they rise to that challenge. And I think maybe like years ago you'd have younger players saying like, "Oh my god, I'm going up against mm-hmm. LeBron James." I think this new generation of player is like, "Screw that. Like I'm going to show LeBron James who's like the the the, the new king in town or something like they are not going to back down because again 10 15 years ago a team as young and as bad quite frankly as the thunder when they're down by 26 like that's it good yeah. night and i think these lakers players think that's the way it should be because that's the way it was when they came up they are getting the best shot from every team, but that's that like they should and they should know that they, they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Westbrook and Carmelo. We know that, but this is showing like a new side of this. Like they are getting not only the, the best like on the court, but they're getting that like I'm gonna shove you. I'm gonna like. I mean, these are gonna be physical games throughout the season now. Hundred percent. With that being said, I think Sunday is going to be very anticlimactic. I this is what there happens. can't be a fight. No, yeah. I mean, they will. This is sort of like in baseball when you hit when you hit a player, right? And then they they warn both sides. Like if yep. there's anything else, like you're out. Like don't even think about doing anything. Specifically with those two guys. Like I'm not worried about LeBron James, but Beef Stew, I am worried. Right? I'm a little worried that he like. like they really have to sift those two guys together. LeBron's got to give him some shine and say, hey, man, like, you're a good player. Well, whatever. Like, whatever has to happen has to happen because Stewart's in a very precarious position right now where, like, if he does something dumb, 
it's not going to be a two-game suspension. I mean, because now it's malicious. I mean, because I think it's something to be like in the heat of the moment. Your face is covered in blood. You do things that you're, you're, you're not supposed to do. If he does something that he's going to regret, I mean, you're looking at a longer suspension. You know, I don't know what he could do, but, but both sides have to get together pregame. And this can't be like LeBron sending him a text or something. The other part of this whole thing is the the Russell Westbrook scenario where where he was squaring up ready to and he was surprised <laughs> that he got a tech. It's like come on, <laughs> that was hilarious. But just okay, so Westbrook is you know he gets a really bad rap. He's not a bad teammate. No, right? He he might turn the ball over <laughs> two too many times, three too many times. Yeah. But as a teammate, he was ready to go. He was ready to. Oh yeah. You know, he actually had boxing videos up in the offseason, I think, either this one or that. His boxing skills are questionable, but he will defend his teammates. Of so course. There you go. I mean, this Laker team, despite the dysfunction at times, it does look like they at least have each other's backs. Yeah, and I think that was the big takeaway from that is that, well, first of all, the Pistons are so bad. So, like, I think there's this feeling of what does this re- mean? But the point is that they were down by 12 points. They've been such a garbage second half team. Not just a bad team, but like like really third quarter, fourth quarter. So for them to come back, beat the Pistons, have a really good fourth quarter, maybe this is the moment um, that they turn around the season. Jihei, when you watch that play, when you watch LeBron do what he did and the reaction, and again, if the reaction isn't so crazy quite frankly i mean i i don't think stewart gets a suspension obviously lebron i mean he, listen he deserved one game but when you saw that play out like do you think lebron deserved the game or what yeah no i mean i think that lebron definitely um he, he had to get suspended yeah and that one game is is plenty that's fine um stewart that two game suspension and hurting his his pocket at the end of the day the fine maybe should have been a little bit more i know he doesn't make as much and i know it's a percentage um and that's the reason for um th- that's the nba's ruling like you only get you get a percentage of like the two two day suspension however many day, uh, days you get suspended yeah but um i feel like they could have done more because they're still the nba <laughs> like they can yeah, still i mean you know. the, the only thing is like how it would have looked because there are still some people who are saying wait lebron got one game and stewart got two and it's like well did you see what he did? Right. And again, to your point, the percentage. LeBron gets docked a percentage of one game check, which is 250 grand. Stewart is... Yeah, it's a $95,000. A lot less. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get that it's due to the fact that they are um, they make as much as they make. It's just taken out of their check. But um, yeah, I mean, I think two games is pretty generous yeah. <laughs> considering what he did. Um, if he did not go back... Well, that's the thing. Multiple times. That's the thing. Like the first time, I'm like, okay, that's I, I get that. Like, it's not that's not professional, but whatever. But the second time, when you go back and you see ready, the second time, you have time to process and you have time to think. Like you're taken off the court, and then you try to go back into their locker room and try to like this. This isn't pickup. He has you're actually not a, got one game per. Like, like I'm good. And he, <laughs> right. he ran back, and again, I think. Someone caught him back there before he wanted to come back a third time. It was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't think we're going to see anything like that for a while, yeah. right? Um, well, I, at least I hope, I hope not. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's founded. I think it's fair. Like, this is the first time I'm probably going to say that the league did a good job <laughs> as far as a suspension is concerned. Yeah. Um, considering, you know, the actions of uh, of both players. 
So, yeah, Stewart, I think he deserved more, but I'm not the league. So, yeah, I would have I would have given him maybe at least three games. Um, yeah, I, I, I really am curious about that. I think if if. If it was not LeBron James involved, I think the the league was very sensitive towards, and I bet you they wanted to give LeBron two games because it's like you know we don't want to be viewed as like we're favoring LeBron. But the fact of the matter is LeBron looks like I mean it's a bad play. It looks like he made a mistake, and as soon as he did it, was apologetic and was like, oh, "Okay, listen." Obviously, we're getting physical, but I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, and he walked away. Whereas Stewart was like, he's coming after him multiple times and re- really could have hurt a lot of people. Really could have hurt a lot of people. Um, Gee, this will be the portion of the show where we kind of like pass the baton to you because there is a massive, and when I say massive, this is a massive college basketball game tonight. It's going to be in Las Vegas. So if you are, little, if you are hearing this show in Vegas, um, Fantastic. Obviously, I do know there's a lot of people, Jihei, who are making that drive from Los Angeles right now for the game. T-Mobile, right? I think the game is at T-Mobile. Gonzaga, number one Gonzaga, number two UCLA. Um, And by the way, Las Vegas will be the home of a ton of big college hoops games coming up, which you will touch on. Um, Listen, I I, got to be honest with you. Me and Armani Buckets over here really don't care about college hoops until a little bit later in the season, but this is a big one. Number one versus, you know, and UCLA, who um, I'm not supposed to like because of what they did to Mm -hmm. my Trojans, what an amazing team they have. Again, basically the entire team from the Final Four team came back. Your thoughts on this game, G? Yeah, I mean, both both sides of the of the coin, kind of. You know, I mean, I don't know how he does it, but Gonzaga, they their recruiting is fire. It, and by the way, Spokane, I think that they're in Spokane, yeah. is not a fun place to be. I don't oh. want to knock it, but I mean, listen, it is, uh, if you can recruit to Spokane, Washington, God bless you. Yeah, and he keeps them for a while too, yeah. right? There's not a lot of one and dones in uh, well, on Gonzaga's roster. Yeah. So whatever they, whatever's in the water over there, however they recruit, I kudos to that, to that team. Um, don't know how they do it uh, because UCLA, it's understandable. You're in LA, you're in yeah. Westwood, which is beautiful, by the way. Um, you are granted with traffic. It takes maybe a little over an hour to get here, but you're an hour away from the South Bay, from the beaches. You're right by Malibu. So I get why somebody that's not from California would want to go to would want to go to UCLA. You know, yeah. if you live in a cold uh, area climate. Gonzaga is just on fire with this uh, this new center that they have, and he's he's going to be a one and done. Unfortunately, Chet Hol- Holgren, uh, he's ridiculous, seven feet. The, my only issue is that when he gets to the league, he might have to put put on a few lbs. But yeah. other than that, like it, for college, he's killing it, killing it. So he, um, look out for him for sure. Juzang is back on the floor, and I'm sure that because this is a Final Four rematch. Um, Juzang is definitely going to probably light it up. Yeah. Uh, at least that's my prediction. Uh, they're actually getting five and a half points. UCLA is getting five and a half for this game. Um, I, I want to say that, that UCLA would cover, would cover that. Like I would take, um, the dog in this one, maybe just because of the emotional factor, because you do have UCLA also has a lot of their returners back from that final four run. Yeah. So I, that's what I would personally would take if you are in Vegas and you are able to go to the books and put some money down. 
And also, it would probably behoove your situation financially if they did cover. So, right? <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, but watch out for number one, number two. It's going to be fun. It's I can't wait to fun. watch it. Yeah, I definitely am going to be watching that one. So, I'll, I'll have one TV on that one, another one on the Clippers Mavs game. Um, Luca's still out, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's going to be out for a little while. Do we know about that, Luca? But, uh, Listen, it's it's a rematch of one of the best playoffs that I've seen. A seven game series where the road team won all the first six games, and then the Clippers won in Game Seven. So, um, and by the way, that that means Mark Cuban is back in town. I, you know, he he lives locally in the off season. All right. Let's leave it there for now. We're going to give you some updates on the Clippers and Mavs, but we're also going to talk to our good friend Nick Hamilton, right, when uh, we come back. Nick Hamilton experience, talking about the Chargers game. I actually saw Nick uh, twice this past week. We were at the USC-UCLA game. We were at the Chargers-Steelers game. Um, I'll be curious to see if Nick's going to head out to Vegas for this number one versus number two matchup tonight. But let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by Nick Hamilton right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. listening to the Arash Markazi show on a new generation of radio the all new and mightier 1090 AM when we come around Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 the fan in Las Vegas we are joined as always by our good friend Nick Hamilton, normally on a Thursday, but this week, obviously, Thursday is Thanksgiving, so we're uh, chatting with him a little bit earlier, but I'm glad we are because I actually saw Nick twice over the past couple of the days. We were, unfortunately, at the USC-UCLA game at the Coliseum, <laughs> and we were at a much, uh, the, the one of the highlights of sort of the football season, maybe the Chargers-Pittsburgh Steelers game. Let's first and I don't want to talk about it, but I think we do because we were both there, Nick. Uh, USC, UCLA, you know, my biggest issue with this team at this point, we know they're going to change coaches. We get all that. Just the lack of pride. You're putting on that USC football uniform. You're putting on that helmet. You're giving up 62 points to UCLA. UCLA is not that good. And by the way, I love the fact that Chip Kelly up 48 was going for two because he wanted that 50 burger. Don't worry, Chip. You got a 60 burger. Don't worry about it. Um, Nick, that was just frustrating. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to go. I, I promise you now. I think I'm going to follow through on this promise. I'm not going to go again. I, I won't go to the BYU game, 7.30 kick on 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 Saturday. Uh, Nick, we've seen some good USC-UCLA games. We've seen some bad ones. This one just, just was so depressing to watch as a USC fan. They were already at rock bottom. I think now they're digging below rock bottom. This is like, I don't know, you can get further than that. Your thoughts on that catastrophe of a game? I mean, when you look at this entire scenario, the entire season of what they've had to go through, the ups and downs, or mostly downs, um, you know, USC is lower than a worm's belly. I mean, when you look at what <laughs> they had to go through, I mean, you 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 allow someone to score 62 points on you. I thought it was Inglewood High reincarnated. <laughs> with, uh, 
I thought UCLA was going to drop 106 the way they were moving. Yeah. Um, and then you let – then they put – then Chip puts in the backup quarterback, and they still are able to score a yeah. touchdown. But this USC team, they quit. They completely quit, especially in the second half. They quit. They gave up. It's like they were just out there just to be out. There was just a bunch of floating crimson-colored jerseys on. Uh, I mean, there was no effort at all, especially in the second half. Um, this team is just – that everybody needs to be fired. Yeah. Everybody not named Mike Bone needs to be fired. Um, the assistants of the assistants, the water boy, everybody needs to be fired off this team. This team is atrocious. I mean, when you look at the UCLA and what they've had to encounter, I mean, they've had some signature wins this year. They had one against Oregon, obviously, the bigger one against LSU when they came out here. And Chip Kelly, more than likely, by next by this time next week, will be eight and four and headed off to a major, a pretty you know good bowl game. So when you look at what Chip Kelly has done with UCLA and Dorian Thompson Robinson, I mean this man set a record. He was the Pac-12 uh, Player of the Week, rightfully so, because he put he put the hammer down. I mean yeah. they 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 played they played you know closer than a tick on a porch dog. And so when you look at what they had to accomplish throughout the season. I mean, UCLA's had the more phenomenal story, surprisingly, than USC. Um, USC did absolutely nothing this year. And I, I'll say this again. I'll continue to say it. Carol Folt needs to step out of the way. Yeah. Because who is going to be the next head coach? Is it going to be an Urban Meyer? Is it going to be James Franklin? Is it going to possibly, could it be a Brian Kelly, who's taken Notre Dame as far as they can possibly be taken uh, when it comes to the college football ranks? So, Whoever you bring in there is going to have to be a major name, but you're also going to be able to have to recruit because I know, Arash, you saw this as well. The the, the top recruits did not choose any Pac-12 school no. coming into the, the next season, which is very, very disheartening, but it's an eye-opener. And the Pac-12 is a weak conference. Yes, I said it. The Pac-12 is a weak conference. When you have the opportunity that you've had in this conference and you can't even get decent talent to come to the conference and the SEC and the Big Ten, which are the two dominating conferences, are on the spotlight. You need an overhaul. This whole alliance nonsense is a bunch of crap and a smokescreen because it means absolutely nothing. And when you look at and getting back to USC, I don't think if, if they don't hire a big name coach that can turn this program around in two years. And the fans are going to have to be you and the rest of the fans around you guys. going to have to be a little That's patient because right. it's going right. to take some time to turn this program around if they get the right coach. But they got to get the right personnel in there. And to me, they need to get an athletically gifted quarterback, whether it's a black quarterback or somebody that can move the chains that's athletically gifted and get away from this archaic 20th century. We can just have a quarterback that can barely move like he has arthritis in his legs and get someone who can move the pocket. If you look at the the, the, the structure of college football today, who are some of the top quarterbacks? When you look at whether it's last year or this year, when you look at Justin Fields, when you look at this year with Bryce Young and what he's accomplishing in Alabama, when even if you looked at Trevor Lawrence last year, he was mobile. He was able to get in and out of the pocket and be able to move the chains with his strong arm. So you got to get a quarterback of that magnitude. No more slow quarterbacks for USC. Look at Dorian Thompson Robinson. That no, dude yeah. hurdled a hurdled five feet over a dude to get into the end zone. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, did that... That was sort of like the icing on the cake and the USC fan. I didn't get the story behind that, given uh, given him like a UCLA hat to sign. Uh, Nick, we were also at the uh, Chargers-Pittsburgh Steelers game. Um, you've covered the Chargers for a number of years. And as you well know, that would have been a game up 14, less than five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, that if they lost that lead in a span of two minutes and found themselves down by a field goal, that was a wrap. That game was done obviously it's different this year justin herbert is a superstar that connection herbert and mike williams and dust to neckler is just such an exciting team to watch now listen i know charger fans don't want to when they're up by 14 points with less than five minutes to go have to sweat it out have to come back to win but the fact of the matter is that they did win the game uh, so your thoughts on the chargers again You'd, you'd rather just close out that game, but the fact that they came back and won it, you know, do they still have a chance? I mean, I, I do think that the Chiefs have kind of turned the corner here. I, I think like the, 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 there was that moment where the, 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 the league was happy that Patrick Mahomes was no more, the Chiefs were no more. I think they're back. But, Nick, the Chargers, big win for them. Oh, huge win. One, one of the most exciting games of the week. We, we were – we were redeemed. The, the football gods allowed us to be redeemed mm-hmm. because, goodness gracious, uh, you talked about that debacle at USC. But fortunately, the nation got a chance to see this Chargers team. And I think that's what the most important factor is that the nation got a chance to see Justin Herbert in action. And the nation was able to really appreciate who Justin Herbert really is, not just from a cerebral standpoint, but he was able to move you know, the ball with his arm. He was able to move with his legs. I mean, he set a Chargers record when it came to uh, rushing yards, he, uh, he, he uh, I think he moved ahead of uh, Philip Rivers uh, with that. But at yeah. the same time, when you look at what goes on uh, when it comes to Justin Herbert, he was absolutely, he was absolutely incredible. Uh, when you look at what he was able to do to open up, to, to be able to move the, the the chains down the field, and at the same time, the poise yeah. that they that they they showed, the poise that they showed was remarkable. And I think if anything else. That was their probably their second best signature win. This is probably the best I've seen Justin Herbert this season to date. Oh, yeah. um, I know there's still a lot of football left to play. And I even asked Brandon Staley that on Monday. I said, you know, in your estimation, was this the most balanced or, or best that you've seen Justin Herbert uh, play? And he basically said, yeah, I mean, this is probably the best to date. That we've seen Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin was out there scrambling like Randall. I, <laughs> I mean, he was he was out there, you know, moving the change. But the defense, especially the defense, made sure that they got the stops that they needed. Derwin James, Joey Bosa, despite the penalties that they they picked up earlier in the game, they were able to buckle down and really focus and horn in on what they needed to do and to get the W and allow Justin Herbert to get free and find Mike Williams, who just burned the second the Pittsburgh secondary down the sidelines. I said, "Okay, that, that's the name of the coffin." I started walking downstairs. I said, "It's over." Yeah, it's no, it's no point <laughs> in staying up here. Let me get ready to go get the post game press conference because it's done. It's over. Um, but it was one of the most exciting games I've seen. Even Ben Ben Roethlisberger gave a lot of praise to Justin Herbert as yeah. well, and he pretty much said the league is in good hands moving forward with a guy like Justin Herbert. And I I wholeheartedly agree with him uh, um, when you look at. When you look at the whole the whole picture, yeah, this, this Chargers team is for real. 
Uh, I had to touch on those two games because I saw you at those two games, and I've buried the lead, Nick, because tonight we have the we have the Lakers and the Knicks, Madison Square Garden, and LeBron James is suspended for the first time in his 19-year career. <gasps> Listen, we were right next to each other in the press box when we saw the highlights or the lowlights or whatever. Like That was surreal, just because, listen, things happen on the court. We can touch on that momentarily, but the reaction Stewart had, I had never seen a, a player basically say, I'm good, I'm good, race back, I'm good, I'm good, race back again. It was multiple. He got one game for every time he raced back, Nick. Just tell me, okay, so we're at, we're at, like at SoFi, we're pre- preparing to watch this game, the uh, Chargers and the Steelers, and again, Twitter got taken over <laughs> by the um, highlights or whatnot of that play. Um did you think LeBron deserved a game? Did Stewart deserve to? Your your thoughts on the entire play? Well, first of all, anytime a man takes his own blood, it's a little different. Exactly. I've seen yes. guys. I've seen guys where I live, and even in high school and college, man. See, brothers ain't. Oh yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Because we want, we want, we want that retaliation, revenge, yes. and get back. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, especially when you taste your own blood, and and. You know, he, Buddy was leaking like he was in a UFC fight. So yeah, he wanted he wanted he wanted that he wanted he wanted he wanted to line it up with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted that fame with LeBron. But at the same time, you know, uh, fortunately, cooler heads prevailed. Um, the funniest part of our, our, of it was Russell Westbrook thinking he was going to do something. <laughs> that dude wasn't going to bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> Russell Westbrook was just posing. He's a dude that's on the sidelines. Yeah, don't 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 let me don't let me hold me back, hold me back. Hey man, don't let me go. Hold me back, hold me. Don't let me go. That's what Russell Westbrook was. He wasn't gonna do nothing. Um, you know, he was he was he was an actor. But I, 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 as far as the suspension goes, I think both guys should have got the same suspension. I think if I you're gonna give you're gonna give one you know one game, then you should have gave Stewart one game. If you can't. It's still biased when it comes to LeBron because LeBron should if, if Stewart got two games. Then LeBron should have got two games. I mean, it, it, there's no there's no discrepancy with that. Both guys were just as guilty. Yeah, LeBron didn't want that smoke because people forget Stewart is still six eight. Yeah, yeah. He's a big boy. I think he can hold his own against LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron a little old. He little out. He little up there in age. I don't think he wanted. I don't think he wanted that smoke uh, that Stewart was ready to give him because. Even Stewart tried to go in the, in the back, and, and Carmelo had to had to play security guard and make sure that Stewart wasn't going to come and get his boy. Uh, so it was just—I mean, fortunately, like I said, it didn't—it it wasn't malice in the palace too. No. Um, but I think the suspension should have been a little bit more—I uh, would say—hefty uh, when it came to, like I said, if you're going to give one guy one suspension and give the other guy the same one and move on. Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as it moves forward, but. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We got a big game tonight in college hoops. I'm going to loop in uh, Jihei right now because Jihei is the only person that, that I know who cares about college basketball this time of year. Again, I so part of it is because I went to USC. Generally speaking, A, we don't have a good team. And if we do, I don't really care about them until the uh, tournament. But Jihei is, is really on me about number one Gonzaga, number two UCLA, Las Vegas, 
Um, and I said, I bet you if it was not Thanksgiving week, if Nick didn't have to be with the family, I bet you Nick would be in his car driving to Las Vegas. This is like a, a big showdown. I will not be there. I will be watching with uh, Jihei. Uh, but, but, so uh, just to what extent are you even, because I mean, Nick, you are everywhere. College football, the NFL, the NBA. To what extent are you even tracking this game tonight? Oh, I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. Number one against number two. And especially the comments that Mike Cronin made. Hey, if you don't make me happy, you don't play. I love Mike Cronin <laughs> for that. That, to me, adds more fuel to the fire. We, I want the camera on Mike Cronin majority of the game. Yeah. We can listen to the game. We can kind of watch it here and there. I want Mike Cronin's reaction. They should be a little box on the left <laughs> side of the screen. Just to watch. It should be called Cronin Cam. And just have him watch his reaction to his facial expression. Because to me, that is box office. You can't you can't buy that kind of comedy. So I am definitely going to watch UCLA against Gonzaga. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's it's something that could be a preview moving down the line, moving down the line when it comes to tournament time. Um, I think you, this UCLA team is legit. I like what they've been able to accomplish. I know they have yet to be in Pac-12 play, but I think this is a good test for them to see and kind of measure where they are up against Gonzaga. Um, and I think it's going to be equally. Uh, as important for Gonzaga to see where they are. They truly feel like they're the number one team against a very hungry and, and scrappy number two UCLA team. Um, so I think it's definitely going to be, I think they're going to put it on at the right time. Uh, it's not something that's going to be kind of lost in, in transition, as they say, when yeah. it comes to Thanksgiving holiday, because we all know that's college football time. Um, so I'm glad this game is going to take place, but I think UCLA, if they play their type, their type of basketball defensively, especially everybody rotates the way that Mike Cronin likes them to rotate and be and get off in transition. I think UCLA can definitely beat Gonzaga, but it's going to be it's going to be a very I, I see it as a very close game, but oh, I yeah. could be wrong. Uh, and gee, this is sort of like the beginning of Las Vegas, sort of being the hub of college hoops, right? Like, is it next week we got Duke and Gonzaga? Or? Next week is Duke and Gonzaga. I believe it's the uh, it's next Friday. Okay, next Friday Duke plays Gonzaga. Um, I want to know, like you said that defensively, I mean, defense to me is just effort, Nick, um, but it's also, you know, it's a pivotal part of the game. Uh, defensively, do you think that UCLA will come out and win? I think, like I 100%. said, if they, well, I, I'd say they have a great chance of winning because, again, if they continue to play the style of basketball that Mike Cronin has them prepared for um, in the rotation, you know, that them being able to rotate be able to get off in transition, um, paying attention and attention to detail. Um, I think that's what's going to really prevail the UCLA Bruins to victory. Because um, Gonzaga can get out. Um, Gonzaga can get out there, and they'll make you pay for mistakes. Um, that's why they're the number one team in the nation. They're the number one team in the nation for a reason. They'll make you pay for mistakes and turnovers. Um, so, yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to, to seeing this game. Um I'm definitely looking forward to Gonzaga beating up on Duke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's a hater, man. Everybody's a hater. <laughs> no, no, no. We just don't like. We just, we just don't. We, we, we just, we never rock with Duke. The only time I think we ever rock with Duke is when Zion was there. Zion kind of brought the brothers and <laughs> and cats, you know, cats from the hood and from the block to kind of be like, okay, you know, we'll tolerate Duke this year because you know Zion. But after Zion left, we back, we back to. Yeah, okay. I think you've opened up a Pandora's box. Now Jihee's going to... No, no. She loves her Duke. I I do. I do. I do love my Dukies. But um, yeah, I mean, that was probably the most lovable team uh, that Duke has ever had where everybody wanted to watch um, Duke play, right? I mean, you had... President Obama coming to 
to Cameron. Yeah. And that is a small, small uh, court. Yeah. That's like the, it, it literally is the equivalent of a high school uh, basketball gym. So it, the fact that you can get the former president to come to your game and then LeBron go to like a nothing burger game um, <laughs> is, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, so I mean, it, it is the most likable team, especially when Duke is supposed to be the most hateable team uh, in college basketball. I get that. But as far as, let's, let's even go to that. Do you even see them competing? Because... Paolo is a beast. He's going to be at least in the top three um, draft pick. So do you yeah. do you see Duke competing? Do you see them getting blown out? Do you see, um, you know, maybe even a win for Gonzaga um, or a win oh. for Duke uh, against Gonzaga? Well, I think Duke, Duke is always going to be competitive. I mean, as long as Coach K is on the sidelines, he's going to make sure his guys are competitive, no matter who it is, especially whether it's, it's a Gonzaga or North Carolina, obviously their rival. They're going to always be competitive. Um I think when you look at, uh, you know, Gonzaga, I think Gonzaga's just on a different, they're just on a different plane. I think Gonzaga is, is a team that we've seen multiple times that, you know, they keep biting at the apple, but they can't get to, they can't get to the tree. You know what I mean? And I think this is a, this could be the year that Gonzaga kind of breaks free. Um, I mean, they say that every year, man. Like every year, Gonzaga's favorite to they win the do. tourney. They do, they do. But it's like it's it's just something that just stops them come up. They, I mean, they just come up short. And it's like when I look at it, it, it I mean, it, this is a talented team. I mean, they get they get the recruits that they need. Um, there's never been a problem with with recruiting or coaching of that of that sort. It's just I don't know what it is. It's like they're the Buffalo Bills of college basketball, <laughs> man. They just can't. They just can't convert, man. It's just it, they, they just can't get it. They can't jump the broom. They got to be the bridesmaid. Right. Um, but I think this could be a different year for them, depending on how, how crazy things sway in, in college basketball. I mean, it's been a wacky year for sports in general. Just NFL, NBA. Um, it could be that same way for college basketball as we get closer to the tournament. Yeah, I mean, when Gonzaga blew out, then I'm not saying that the Trojans were a great basketball team, like, but they were pretty good last year. And they blew them out. I was shocked that they got blown out in the championship game. I don't know whether they didn't have anything left to give or whatnot. But I, listen, I do want to see Gonzaga win one, right? Like I, I, I want to see like they're, you're, they are in Spokane, Washington. There's nothing going on in Spokane, Washington. Give little Spokane, no, wa- no, no. <laughs> no uh, I'm okay with them not winning. I mean, I, I love the fact that they are recruiting their their booties off, but no. Um, I'm good with them not not uh, bringing the championship. I am over waiting there. for that recruiting scandal, and I'm I'm, I'm just saying right? this as a hater because I've been to Spokane, <laughs> Washington. There ain't nothing going on in Spokane, Washington. I am fearful for my life when I am driving to the airport in Spokane, Washington. I, I mean, it it's not a fun place to go. So um, anyway. Nick, you're the best. Thank you so much. We will uh, see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.